Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your host for tonight's episode, Noah Ziegler. Just going to be me tonight, not with Adam or Jacob, but they'll be back next week. Uh, just a quick one tonight. We're just going to roll through a preview of this week. we got some big games tomorrow night. Uh, the most notable one I think everyone's got circled is Beachwood and Covcath, that rivalry game that everyone's been waiting for ever since last year's absolutely phenomenal game where Covcath won, I believe, 19-17. to 17. Um, You know, Beachwood obviously wants to win that game every year. That's a big statement for the Tigers, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but we got some other games to talk about, uh, you know, just a couple of really good games that are on the docket for tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, so first off, um, just a couple of games that in the state of Kentucky, I, I, I've been noticing this a lot, and I think it's just happening just because – I think everyone knew this had a chance of happening, but a couple of COVID cancellations. Unfortunately, we hoped and prayed that that was going to be left behind last year. Unfortunately, that's still happening this year. Uh, but fortunately, actually, uh, none of them affecting any of the 859 teams. So let's get right into it. Um, I guess we'll start with Cuffcath and Beachwood. Obviously, Beachwood still undefeated. However, Cuffcath coming in at two and two lost their first game against Elder, twenty-eight to six. But again, that's against a GCL South team. You can only hold them against that so much. Came back with an emphatic win over B- uh, Belfry, sorry, forty-two thirteen. But then fell in a pretty dramatic game against Lexington Catholic, thirty-four twenty-seven. Lex Catholic with a go-ahead fumble recovery, scoop and score to win that one. Uh, Cuffcath was driving to take a lead, so that was just. You know, a total momentum changer. And then they beat Dixie 24-8. And when we release our rankings, I think you're going to see this kind of in... I don't don't know how to describe it, but I think you're going to see that the Dixie hype train, uh, they they haven't met the expectations. I think a lot of people came into this year thinking Dixie was going to run the table. Dixie was going to be one of the best teams in the Northern Kentucky region. And they just haven't been that way so far. But... It's a long season. Anything can happen. Any improvement can happen. Uh, for the Tigers, who are going to be the home team tomorrow night, uh, again, three straight shutouts to open the year. A big win over Fairdale, Paintsville, and Somerset, uh, 35-0, 49-0, and 49-0, respectively. And then another big win over Simon Kenton, 49-21, which, by the way, Simon Kenton might be the best 0-4 team ever. Um, just absolute tough schedule to start they're definitely a lot better than the record indicates but that's beside the point they uh beachwood covcath tomorrow at 7 30 this is a big game um you know that that the colonel crazies are gonna be firing and chirping at cam herget are everyone already knows it's gonna happen so this will be a really big test for herget to see how well he can handle that type of atmosphere uh just again to be straight up you know they're going to be targeting him. They're going to be chanting about how he returned. And despite the, all the reasons that make sense for him to return, you know that if you're a rival that you're just going to target that and make, you know, chant about it. Um, but a big one, obviously, if Kovkath wins, then their season kind of gets real back on track. They're 2-2. Two and two. I think at this point people expected them to be 3-1. and one, But Lexcath with a surprise victory, not really a surprise. They're one of the best teams in their respective class. But... This could be a good opportunity for Covcath to get a really, really good win under their belt. 
Adam Holtz kind of get you know getting used to the offense. Braden Collins last week against Dixie, he had 67 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Trevor Wilson obviously doing his thing. This could be a really interesting game. I you know this again, it's going to be in Fort Mitchell. You know the Beachwood students are going to be loud and proud, and you already know the Colonel Crazies are going to be loud and proud. So I really can't wait to pay attention to this one. Uh, a couple, I mean, again, just a rivalry game. You can't, it can't get much better than that. Um, hopefully the weather stays clear and then, you know, again, a great game on the field. Moving on, Gallatin County at Bellevue. Both teams looking for their first wins of the season. Gallatin had a couple games canceled due to COVID. Um, and then they fell to Miami Valley Christian Academy, 16-7. to uh, Not exactly the start you want. Quarterback Logan Hammond threw five interceptions in that performance. Uh, Zach Johnson for the Wildcats at 83 yards on 13 rush attempts and one touchdown. Uh, again, five interceptions from quarterback Hammond. I mean, he's been he's had the reins of the offense for a couple years now. You would hope that he would have done a little bit better, but uh, again, this could be a very... I mean, this is a winnable game for both teams. Bellevue is 0-4. They've gotten blown out in every game. They lost to McGoffin County 40 to 14 last week. So, you know, they score the most points that they have all season long, but quarterback Logan Allen went one of 15 and had one interception. Ye- again, those, the two quarterbacks are just looking for any sort of momentum to string together. That'll be, again, that'll be an interesting game. That one's at Bellevue kicking off at seven 30. Both teams, again, are going to be looking to see how can they get a win. If Bellevue gets a win, that'll be huge considering the circumstances around the Tigers before the season. And if Gallatin County can get a win, hey, they're 1-1 one one through their first two games. Can't complain about that. Moving on, Lloyd Memorial at Bishop Brossard. That one kicks off at Brossard at 7 p.m. Brossard undefeated and has only given up seven points through four games. They've shut out Dayton to open the year 28-0. Uh, beat Newport 21-7 the next game, then shut out Bellevue and Holy Cross the next two games, winning 42-0 and 21-0 respectively. That's a huge game for Bishop Brosser, playing a team a couple classes above them. Um, or excuse me, no, just one class above them. But Lloyd is also looking for a big win. They're 2-2. Two and two. They lost to Dixie 42-0 to begin the year. But again, they're playing. That, and that's a much bigger school than Lloyd. They beat Grant County, which is also a bigger school. So that's a pretty good win for the Juggernauts. Uh, they hung 62 points on them, so you know their offense can really, really produce. Uh, then they beat Providence out of Indiana, 31-21, and then they fell to Boone County, 26-6. Now, if you saw our 859 Insider football rankings from last week, you would have seen in the comments we had a couple of people wondering, where's Lloyd, where's Lloyd? Well, that game against Boone County was kind of, I, I don't want to call it their quote-unquote audition, but it definitely was a game where Adam, Jacob, and I had circled. We were thinking, okay, if Lloyd can win this game, then that shows how tough of a team they are. And they're still a tough team. I, that's why I think this game against Brossard is going to be such a good game. Uh, they fell to Boone County 26-6. to uh, Boone County, you know, we'll talk about that in a little later, but hats off to them. Ethan Spalding, quarterback for the Juggernauts, went 3-12 of 12 for three interceptions. But, I mean, three completions and had 69 passing yards. I mean pretty good efficiency i mean that's 33 yards per completion so kind of a boom or bust situation going on there caden zalager or zalager i'm so sorry if i'm butchering that name i already know caden z we'll just call him that uh 69 yards rushing one touchdown a lot of 69 stats um going on actually yeah another one the team's total receiving last week 69 yards so 
Um, a very nice performance from the juggernauts and all in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, just kidding, obviously losing by 20, they're going to want to get back on track and a game at Brosser, but that's again, this is going to be a big game for both teams that they can really sort of shift how their season is going. We said at the beginning of the season that Brossert needed to go through these five games and depending on how they did, that would really determine how their season was going to go. And they've done it with, you know, grit and they're look they're staring at a 4-0 record right now. If they go 5-0 and heading into those games against Ludlow, Nicholas County, Bracken County, Paris could be could be interesting. I I'm not again, I don't want to I don't want to throw an undefeated season already. That's a long season, and, and as sad as this is, we have no idea what's going to happen with potential COVID uh, outbreaks or just COVID situations. We're going to see what uh, we're going to see what happens with Brossard and Lloyd. But a big game for both schools can really, really change their season and how I guess the direction it's going in. If Brossard wins. They're going to keep rolling. They're looking at 5-0, and and they're going to keep, you know, week-by-week process. Lloyd at a 500 record, hey, everyone wants to be above 500. If they can get above 500 and kind of stay that way, that's a successful season. Moving on, and I keep saying moving on every time. I'll try to switch up my vocabulary. Ludlow at Carroll County. Uh, the Panthers taking on the Panthers uh, in Carrollton at 730. Uh, Carroll County, their first three games canceled due to COVID situations. Uh, then they finally got a game in against Grant County last week. They won 32 to 20, a big win for Carroll County. Quarterback Harrison Feltz went 10 of 16, uh, 115 yards, one interception. Uh, Zane Satchwell had 101 yards on 10 attempts and scored two touchdowns. So Satchwell averaging just above 10 yards per, per carry. And Harrison Feltz added 67 yards on the ground on 12 carries. That, you. You can't. I mean, that's a, a big win against Grant County. Ludlow again. They're one and or excuse me, yeah, one and two. Uh, opened the season with a win over Bracken County. Lost to Lockland. Uh, that was a close one. They had a lead late in the game in that, and then let it slip. And then they lost to Paris, 32-28. Ludlow, they've they've got some weapons. Uh, Braxton Newborn, obviously their star player. Last week he had 65 yards and a touchdown on the ground. That'll be a big game for both teams. Uh, Carroll County, obviously, kind of starting to get in the swing of things, you know, with COVID affecting the start of their year. It, it really, I mean, you, we, it's just too small of a sample size to see how they are right now. Uh, but for Ludlow, again, below 500 right now. For a school like Ludlow, going above 500 is a successful season. And with Braxton Newborn, they can definitely do that. So a big game for both schools, Battle of the Panthers. Uh, but I'm sure Carroll County will be looking to lock down that home field advantage down in Carrollton. Uh, next up, Campbell County taking on Connor. This will be an interesting game. Uh, Campbell County coming in at one and three, while Connor is two and two. Uh, Campbell County started the year with a shutout win over NCC, 21 nothing. But since then, they've struggled. A 34-13 loss to Woodford County, a 42-7 loss to Highlands, and a 34 nothing loss to Cooper. Now. Cooper and Highlands are some of the best teams in the region. Uh, Cooper, obviously, probably the biggest surprise considering how much production they lost last year. And, I mean, they're they're rolling now. They, uh, we'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. But whew, Cooper, big team, strong team, strong, one of the best defenses in the 859. And, of course, 
a week before that, losing to Highlands, one of the best offenses in the 8-5-9. You know, it helps when you have two really good quarterbacks for the Bluebirds. But um, a, a, a big game, obviously, for both teams. I mean, Connor coming in at 2-2. Two and two, They started the year with a win over Lafayette and then lost to Rylan Dixie Heights against some of the better teams in the region. But then they bounced back with a 28-3 win over Scott. So this game will be in Hebron. It kicks off at 7 uh, I, I would I would expect Connor maybe to run some run the run the table sorry but um, Campbell County coming in they can if they can steal one that'd be an impressive one uh, last week Elijah Thompson had 21 carries for 150 yards and four touchdowns uh, when you're for quarterback Alex Castrosi you're looking at that and thinking sweet I mean you know it, it takes so much pressure off when you know you're going to get that type of performance from one of the best. Uh, offensive players in the region. So Thompson is going to be looking to replicate that performance against Campbell County. But a big game for both schools. Uh, for Connor, if they can go to 3-2, and two, uh, that'll be pretty impressive as they head into another game against Boone County and then a tough kind of last stretch of their schedule. After, after Campbell County and after Boone County, they play Highlands, Cooper, Covington Catholic, and then they face George Rogers Clark. So that Highlands Cooper Covcath stretch is going to be brutal. So if Connor can get a win here, that would be huge. And same thing for Campbell County. They play GRC after this week, and then they have a bye week. But then they play Ryle, Simon Kenton, and Dixie Heights and Corbin. That last four, those last four games, incredibly difficult. Um, you know, I mentioned this before. Simon Kenton, despite being 0 and 4, they they're really. I mean, they've got a lot of firepower on offense. Chase Crone, obviously one of the quarterbacks that we talk about all the time on the podcast, knows how to get it done. So it'll be really interesting to see how that game eventually unfolds. Next is Scott at Grant County. Uh, the Eagles coming in at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Had a big win over Walton Verona, a nice win to open the year. And then they lost to Boone County for a second consecutive year. Then they defeated Holy Cross and lost to Connor. So win-loss, win-loss. You know, they're trying to string together some momentum. And with the game against Grant County, I mean, Grant County has definitely struggled a little bit this year. 0-4. They've put up at least 20 points in every single game. But they've given up 44, 62, 35, 32 points. uh, Losing to schools that are in lower classes than them. So I, that sounds so weird to say, but you, you guys know what I mean. Um, that's, that's just a game where Scott probably should win, but it's a home game for Grant County. So who knows, uh, you know, the fans will show out in dry Ridge and maybe play a role in that. Uh, on top of Beachwood and Covcat, this one probably is the game of the week. Uh, I guess the nod goes to Beachwood Covcat just because it's a big rivalry game, but in terms of, you know, just in in terms of one of the t- some of the top teams playing each other, Ryle at Highlands. Uh, I've so excited for this one. Um, quarterback Logan Vrax is been one of the breakout players in the region this year so far. Last week in a win, he had 14 of 21, or he went 14 of 21, uh, one touchdown, one interception for 155 yards. Michael Lanier, 84 yards on three attempts and a score. Uh, they've had they had four players get over 30 yards. None of them had more than three carries. Um, 
and all of them had touchdowns. And, you know, on top of that, two more had touchdowns on the ground. So Ryle knows how to get it done on the ground. They defeated DeSales last week 49-7 since their opening loss to Lexington Catholic, which is only by three points, by the way. And Ryle had a chance to, you know, maybe tie or win the game at the end. Uh, but, you know, they defeated Connor 40-7. to They wanted a barn burner, a defensive battle against Cooper 14-7, to uh, which we had boots on the ground there. Adam was there. Uh, and then they defeated DeSales by 42 points. So this is just a huge game on all ends because, I mean, you look at Ryle. If I mean, if they can go to Fort Thomas, sorry, had to. I always get Fort Thomas and Fort Mitchell mixed up. If they can go to Fort Thomas and get a win, that's just huge for Ryle. But obviously Highlands, Highlands has been the number two team the entire year so far. And they suffered their first loss last week. They went across the river and faced the uh, Archbishop McNicholas Rockets. They fell 27-21. You know, quarterback Charlie Noon had 144 yards in the air and two touchdowns. And he also added almost – he had 146 yards on the ground and a score. But just not enough enough to defeat McNick. Um, You know, McNick's a solid team this year. I think they're undefeated. So if Highlands can – Highlands can maybe defend their home ground. You know, again, this is kind of a this is a game where I remember the preseason podcast. We didn't really know what to say about any of these teams, and this happened after week one and week two, where just such a small sample size, we don't really know for sure what these teams are. And by now, we know what Ryle and Highlands are. They are some of the best teams in the region. And, you know, I, if, if if game day was going somewhere, if if it wasn't for Beachwood Cuffcath, it would for sure be going there. And this this is going to be a huge game just to see what happens. You know, how, how do these two powerful teams face off against each other? And it's just a big game overall. And I'm sure the Ryle Raiders students will show out at Highlands. And that's going to be a very fun game to pay attention to. So hopefully everyone can tune in for that. So next up is a 2A versus 1A battle. It'll be Holy Cross at Newport Central Catholic. Holy Cross opened the year with a win over Bellevue, but since then has dropped three games. Uh, NCC has done, uh, kind of, well, not the opposite, but they fell, they fell in the opening game, 21-0 to Campbell County. Then they had a big win over Holmes. Uh, big as in, I think a lot of people expected Holmes to win. They won 12-8, and then they lost to Roger Bacon, 48-13. Um, in just a, a game where Roger Bacon took off and did not stop. And then NCC mounts back with a win over a solid Walton Verona team, 23-14. And now they face Holy Cross. Um, not too terribly much to say about this one. I would expect NCC to win. Uh, Colton Smith last week went 8 of 17, one touchdown, one interception, and 102 yards passing. But Demetric Welch, Welch, sorry, for NCC last week had 103 yards and two touchdowns against, again, a pretty good Walton Verona Bearcats team. So... For Holy Cross, uh, you, you go into that game hoping to maybe get back on track for their season, but three straight losses to Walton Verona, Scott, and Brosser, respectively. It's not looking good so far for the Indians, but hey, it's football. It's all settled on the field. Staying in the 1A talk, Dayton at Sayre. Uh, again, that's going to be a tough game for the Green Devils because, I mean, Sayre, Sayre has a former NFL quarterback at at the helm, and they also have a Division One quarterback commit under center. Sayer, I mean, is a very solid team out of Lexington. They're three and zero so far. A win over Eminence, Fort Knox, and Frankfurt in the 
Mingua, I'm not even going to pronounce that. Mingua beef jerky. I'm just going to call it the beef jerky bowl, which I think that's sick. But uh, a 32-24 win over Frankfurt in the beef jerky bowl held at Bourbon County. They had a bye week this past week, but now they host Dayton. Dayton 2-2, two and two, uh, shut out by Bishop Brosser to start the year, but then a pair of wins over Pendleton County and Western Hills and to get back on track. But then they fell to Estill County 50-8. Not uh, not an ideal result, but um, it's going to be tough for them to go down to Sayre and grab a win, especially when you consider what kind of player Sayre has. But nonetheless, Dayton's going to go down there. Uh, nothing to lose mentality. They can do. They they might be able to get in there, maybe shock some people, and if they can punch Sayre in the mouth real quick. Who's to say they can't go on to string together an upset? Moving on, Boone County at Walton Verona. Heading into this year, I think, every, or I think depending on how Walton Verona did in their first couple games, uh, this would have been a, a, a win for them. But I will say, and I'll, I'll put my hand up, I underestimated the Boone County Rebels. I said before the year uh, they hadn't won more than two or three games in a very long time. And th- they're, they're two and two through four weeks. And... They, for Boone County, I I can't even. They've just done so much better than I expected, and they've done very well. Uh, quarterback Richard West last week, seven of eleven, 126 yards and two touchdowns. Jeremiah Williams has been cooking, uh, the, you know, most of the time. I mean, Boone County is a solid team. They have a really good defense. In their two wins, they gave up seven and six points, respectively. They were holding it close with Holmes in that week three game, and Holmes is a really good team coming off a district championship. So I, I think this is a this is a winnable game for Boone County. I would expect them to win. I think they're the favorite, especially before they head into district play when they play Connor, Cuffcath, Highlands, and Cooper. I think Boone County is going to come out with the win. However, a, a win for Walton Verona, that would be huge. Obviously, the Bearcats two and two. Uh, you know, a couple of disappointing losses, but you know, again, Boone County. A lot of got to give got to give credit to them and got to put my hand up. I was wrong about them. Coach Warner has done a phenomenal job this year with the team. They have definitely showed that they are going to. They are on the right track. A young team. They're going to be really good for the next few years, and they're looking like maybe you know. If they could steal a couple more games, four and six, that that would be the best season they've had in recent history. So if they can pull that together, that would be huge for the program, huge for them going forward to say, hey, they can do it. They know how to win. All right, so I believe that's it for week five. We're already midway through the season. Can you believe it? I I can't believe it, but uh, midway through the season, a lot of games that will determine kind of the momentum going into the final half of the season. Can't believe it's already, I mean, I can't believe we're already 50% way through the season, uh, but nonetheless, it's been a fun one so far. A lot of teams putting together the pieces to set up a uh, potential state playoff run. A lot of 8-5-9 teams in those conversations as well. Um, you're looking at, you know, Highlands, Ryle, uh, Dixie Heights, despite falling or maybe not living up to the expectations, they very well still can put it together. Covcath is going to be in the conversation as always. Beachwood is going to be the two-way favorite. You know, again, just a lot to play for, especially this week. Really looking forward to it. A lot of good games on the docket. Be sure to stay tuned to our Twitter at 859insider to see all the scores, live updates. Stay tuned to our scoreboard to see all of the 
live scores. Be sure to look at our respective school pages to see how each school is doing in football. But nonetheless, thank you for tuning in. I'm Noah Ziegler, and we will see you next week, hopefully with the full 859 Insider Squad. But nonetheless, we'll get a podcast out next week. And also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at 859insider and give us a follow on Facebook or a like. I don't know. Um, uh, again, at 859insider. Tomorrow morning, we're going to drop our week four rankings. Uh, again, I mentioned this earlier last week. We had a lot of comments, you know, loving that. You know, if you disagree, if you think we're wrong, let us know. Tell us who you think should be in the top 10, who you think should be higher ranked, lower ranked, who's unranked that should be ranked, who's ranked that should be unranked. We love everyone being we love when people say this is wrong and then they give their opinion we love that we love interacting in the comments but again follow us on all the socials at 859 insider and again i'm noah ziggler and thank you so much for listening